Welcome to Discipleship 101, Testimonies from the Church Pew. The book of Acts tells us that with great power, the apostles continued to testify to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and God's grace was so powerfully at work in them all. On this podcast, we will hear from everyday Christians about how the Holy Spirit continues to work in them, sharing the gospel in their communities. We will listen to what their ministry looks like through the lenses of discipleship and servant leadership. Let's get started with the show. My name is uh, Don Nash, and this is Discipleship 101. Um, This evening, I've got my good friend, teacher, uh, pastor, you name it. I can't forget Marine. Uh, Just a great guy, just doing amazing things and his community doing amazing things uh, in the country, in the world. Uh, so many experiences that, that I know of personally. Uh, he's just such a uh, wonderful uh, individual. Great to have him on the program. How you doing, Jared? I'm doing great, Don. It's an honor and a pleasure to be on here. I'm thankful that you're rocking and rolling with this. So I'm excited for this. Well, I really appreciate it, uh, Jared. Uh, tell us... Tell us a little bit about yourself, what you've been up to, what you're doing, a little bit of your background. Let let everybody know uh, what you got going on. What I got going on? Well, what I got going on is drawing near to Jesus. Amen? I mean, really, that's kind of what it's, where it's supposed to start is draw near to him. The scripture says in the, the book of James, draw near to God. He will draw near to you. My wife and I are currently at Global Summit at Harvest International Ministries. Have an incredible time here at this conference being fed. Our ministry is Fireborn Ministries. We have a podcast called Adventures in the Spirit with Jared Lasky. It was in 128 nations just last month. We've had, man, in one month, we had like 40,000 downloads in the month of January of this year, 2022. Uh, just amazing. Sometimes I, I just look back at the numbers. And I'm like, wow, God, who are these people listening? <laughs> I've uh, been podcasting for about three years on the Charisma Podcast Network. I interview apostles and prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. And it all started, Don, with my friends. My wife said, Jared, you should start podcasting. And then I'd worked with you. You and I had started, a, we'd had an episode in March of 2020 What's in my March? office. Wow. March, yeah, March of 2020 in my office. And that was the first time we live streamed. You were the producer. That thing went viral and right before COVID lockdowns. And then that word on Charisma Magazine, we interviewed our friend Thomas Otranto and what he prophesied. Some of those things have already come to pass. Other things are still yet to be. And that word, according to Charisma Magazine for 2020, was one of the top five prophetic words for that year. Wow. Wow. Ever since then... God has been using us in the media ministry. I actually attended a film school for about three months, knowing that we we offer e-courses, but I also want to do movies, short movies, documentaries of following my friends who God uses in signs and wonders and equipping and activating people to love him, love the Holy Spirit, because that's our emphasis. Holy Spirit is our emphasis for Fireborn Ministries, but also to activate people to do what Jesus did. So I guess that's all of it in a nutshell, brother. <laughs> well, don't don't let this guy fool you. He's he, he's he's quite a hype man, but you should see him in his element when the Holy Spirit is working through him 
and he's prophesying over people and people are being moved and people are being encouraged. If you get a chance, listen to his podcast, check his check out his website, uh, check out Fireborn Ministries, Facebook, all the social medias. You will not be disappointed. He's a man after God's own heart. And you will be encouraged uh, when you take part in listening to what Jared's got going on. And well, Don, don't you be so humble. How did we meet, brother? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we met through a prophetic word, and then you were like, like you reached out to me. You're like, hey, wow, this is this is God. And we met up for for breakfast, and we hit it off. Became you're one of my closest friends. So we've been friends ever since because of the prophetic word that evening, all those years ago. Well, I, I think I, 2017, 2016. Yeah, yeah, it's been a while. Um, I still have the audio on 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 the cloud um, drive, and I listen to it every once in a while. But you know, I think I think the way it started was, I read an article. I was laying in bed with my wife, and we we're just reading. Um, she was a fairly new Christian, and I was reading an article, and one of your articles popped up. I can't remember what it was for, but I was reading it. I was like, "Wow, this guy's he's he's speaking the truth." I was like, "Honey, check this out," and then. She read it and she Googled your name and uh, there it goes. It popped up Jared Lasky at, you know, blah, blah, blah. I think it was a uh, power surge. I think that's what wow. it was called. You called us up and you prayed for us and you spoke over me and, and uh, you said some things that nobody knew about me. And uh, I sent you an email the next day. I was like, man, I'm trying to f- find fault in what you're saying, but there is none, you know, let's get together. And, you know, the Bible says that we should, you know, we should test everything. And I truly tested right. it and, and you were right on. And I, you know, I've seen the Holy spirit use you to speak to others and to encourage others. And like I said, folks, he's, he's, he's doing a great job. And he's, like I said, a man after God's own heart. And yeah, I highly encourage you to check him out or whatever he's got going on or his lovely bride, Rochelle has going on just a wonderful family, wonderful couple. But Jared, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna pick your brain a little bit. About, I've got a few questions for you that I'd like to ask you. In Let's regards do it. To, uh, <laughs> in regards to ministry, discipleship, you know. So basically, the point here is to look into what uh, people are doing when it comes to discipleship and mentoring, and what their lives have been like, and you know what's effective, what's not. This is kind of like you know, hearing from everyday people. Uh, hearing experiences, testimonies, hearing about miracles, lives changed, all those wonderful things. So I, w- I want to ask you, tell us about how you were discipled. Think back to Washington State when you first, I think it was Washington State, right? Oregon. Oregon, Oregon. that's what it was, Oregon. Think about Oregon and when you first were discipled, what was that like for you? Who who put a, who put a impression into you? I think it was the Holy Spirit that put the impression into me. I was a rebellious Christian teenager in Oregon. You don't say. But the, the Holy Spirit was working in my life. As a last chance, I ended up in a Christian private school. And here are these people lifting their hands in worship. And I'd never been around that expression. I was born and raised in a Christian church that loved the Bible. And God was speaking to me about age 12, 13 or so in dreams, some symbolic Uh, some that became literal, they would actually happen. And the fear of God was on my life. And the church said that God doesn't do that anymore. But I was like, well, he's doing it to me. So I believe he's, this is real. And as a rebellious teenager, I'd I'd had moments where the Holy Spirit was moving. 
And I ended up in the hospital at 17, uh, first appendix. I was in there for five days. And it was there that I first encountered the presence, or I would say the manifest presence of the Holy Spirit. And I felt the hand of God, the hand of Jesus on my, on my head during that time as I'm re- recuperating. And I started having these knowings. I would know who's coming to the hospital, who's coming to visit me, where they're at in the, you know, in the elevator coming to visit me. I would say that that's the prophetic gift that was uh, he was stirring up in me. And I had this Gideon New Testament, this pocket Bible. God bless the Gideons. And I could feel every time I would read the scripture, my spirit would come alive. Now, listen, when you have a burst appendix, you're close to death. So I had to question my own you know, life. I had to question everything. I could have been dead. I had to question eternity. So here I was recuperating, and I knew I needed to get right with Jesus. And I tried to walk it out for about two or three weeks at my own strength, but that doesn't work. I ended up getting worse, as the scripture says, you know, like seven times worse. And But I still had that impression of the Holy Spirit in my life, and I knew if I didn't commit my life completely to Jesus, I was probably going to die being involved in what I was involved with. Heard about this discipleship school called Youth with a Mission. They have 400 locations around the world. They're the, they're the largest short-term missions agency in the world. And I just knew I needed to make a clean break from my lifestyle and from my friends and everything, put everything behind me. And I ended up at this YWAM discipleship training school in Kona, Hawaii. And it was there that I started, you know, some things were broken off of me. I was going deeper in the scripture. We had all kinds of special speakers, worship. I had, I had breakthrough in worship and how to worship Jesus. Then November 14th of 1998, I'll spare you all the details because it's a very, very long kind of topic of what, how God was speaking to me for several weeks. But I knew that there was more and I didn't know what exactly that was. But I was asking for this baptism with the Holy Spirit. Doctrinally, I had no grid for it. I just knew, hey, if this is what these people have and it gave them power to witness for Jesus, I'll take it. I'm reading books. I'm, you know, getting mentored. No, I was, I was a mess, brother. Okay, I was a mess. <laughs> but they tolerated me. They poured into me. You know, like it seemed like every other week, you know, I was breaking with something, you know, healing in different areas emotionally, all that. But November 14th of 1998, I went to my small group leader. His name was Sam Park, an, Amer- an amazing Korean Christian. He, you know, he was, he was like Arnold Schwarzenegger's strength, you know. And I, I told him what, what God was doing, how God was speaking to me. And he's like, so you're asking for tongues? And I was like, yeah, whatever that is. <laughs> and he's like, well, I believe it can happen now. So he took a step of faith, and then he laid hands on me. And in my mind, I saw this silly word, and I could hear it in my spiritual ears because I'd already been hearing the voice of God for the last few weeks, the still small voice. And I started speaking out that one syllable, that one phrase, and then the power of God hit me for the next two and a half hours. I was baptized with the Holy Spirit, and my experience was what I needed. And I also believe that it empowered me to be a witness for Jesus. It 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 was so real, everything about it, the waves of power, the waves of love, the electricity going through my body, the the Holy Spirit speaking out of me, 
you know, um, and I'm switching from English to tongues and tongues to English back and forth for two and a half hours. And I just came out of the drug culture. I was like, I could never go back to that. Sure. And I, I've, I never looked back. I went to, I finished a mission trip. So that's a six month program, discipleship training school. I did a secondary school uh, called the School of Ministry Development at YWMLA, which my wife and I are hanging out for the last couple of days for lodging while we're here at this global summit. So it's a kind of awesome after 20 some years to go back and see these places and how they're still training people. But I've always been hungry for the word of God. I, uh, after a year in, in youth with a mission, with two mission trips, I went to Bible college, and then I was mentored by different pastors over the years. I've done different serving in churches, whether it's a youth pastor or planted a church when I was 19, and uh, uh, just after YOM, and that was just like, hey, this is a great idea. Let's do this, <laughs> you know, and uh, I've always been under someone else. I've always aligned with people. Wes Doffenbaugh, he's an evangelist in the Assemblies of God. He taught me a lot when he was a pastor, and I was a youth pastor under him for about a year before he went back to the evangelism trail. He taught me a lot about the anointing. He let me flow and move, but also um, trial and error and make mistakes. But we saw, I don't know, 40 or 50 kids receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit in one year in that youth ministry. But God has taken us in different directions. But, you know, I've done Bible college and some seminaries you know, discipleship is a lifestyle and it really needs to be in community. And however that looks, whether it's a formal program or an informal program, you know, I know for, for you, Don, you're underneath an incredible teacher, Dr. Gopal. You know, we, we need to find these teachers who have lived and experienced good, bad and ugly in the ministry and in life, but who are who love the Holy Spirit and who love the scripture and help expand it all the time. So I'm at this stage now, Don, where I feel like I'm a big brother to some people or even like a spiritual father in some ways. You know, with our ministry, we have e-courses and we train people with, in webinars and seminars and things. But one way or the, uh, another, you know, there, there are people who we're, I'm under at all times to be mentored or discipled by them. And then I'm turning around and discipling others. Yeah, because wow. yeah, yeah, that was that was definitely a, a, a lot of a lot to take in. I'm hearing a common theme uh, from you is that you've been discipled over the years by others who take it seriously. Um, I hear a lot of organizations and names that, you know, have have done some great things in communities and in people's lives. And it sounds like it's it's helped lead you along the way. It's but what I, w I also want to know, too, is is you've got a great you just told us a great story about uh how you were discipled by others and some of the programs you've been through. What is, what is, tell us about how God has used your ministry over the years in a mighty way to disciple others. Like what are some of your experiences as being a leader as a, a minister, evangelist, a prophet, like, like what are some mighty ways that God's used you to disciple others over the years? Well, I've had kind of a internship programs when I was a youth pastor and actually I, I know I'm gearing towards having um, a program similar maybe in the next few years under Fireborn Ministries where people pursue the presence of Jesus. Like we would, I would have these teenagers with me during the spring break and summer. They're with me during spring break, like pretty much five days, right? So, uh, summer, it'd be three or four days a week. I'd let them have a job on the side, Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays, but Sundays through Wednesdays, they were serving in the church. 
And on Mondays through Wednesday, we're praying for an hour a day. I was taking them through video series. We'd bring in guest speakers, teach them how to evangelize people, teach them how to study the Bible, but also just encounter Jesus for themselves. I mean, that's really where it all stems from is intimacy with Jesus, spending time in the presence of God. And Don, most of the students that I would have during the summers, they're all serving the Lord right now. Some of them are involved in these incredible revival church movements to this day. And I'm thankful for them. Uh, I've done, you know, youth ministry, pastoring, but I miss the having students with me three or four days a week and being there six, seven, eight hours, going through stuff, going deep, serving the community, serving others, serving the church, and then seeing them eventually take the services, the youth services or the church services, and, and start leading it themselves. So currently our ministry is more in the media so we we do monthly webinars. I'll do weekly coaching calls with people. People ha- go through the e-courses that we provide on our on our website, and I, I mentor them that way. You know, I call people, and that's more in the media side of ministry. Okay. Especially the last few years since March of 2020, but now that things are reopening, we're doing more seminars. But Don, between us and my wife even knows this, and everybody on this podcast will now know. I think in the next few years, you know, I will be having some type of program where people will be with me for six months, nine months, pursuing Jesus, being discipled, serving, having a job on the side, but also go on short-term mission trips, camps, and, and conferences and things like that, because I really believe in having a generation of revival, of spirit-empowered disciples who love the Holy Spirit, who love Jesus, who love God the Father, and who are just going for it in every sphere of society. Like, they don't have to look like a preacher or teacher or anything. They could look like a businessman. They could look like a banker. They could look like a janitor. But right where they are, they're revivalists. Amen. So, Amen. I've, I, seen, I've seen a guy on, I think it was one of the plat- social media platforms, this guy's heavy laden with tattoos you know, the typical pincushion face. I mean, you name it. This guy had it. But, man, was he was he speaking something about Jesus? I was like, man, mm-hmm. this guy can preach. So, well, now that technology, we could all go live on our phones. You right. Know, that was back in the day. You had to be a televangelist. Now you just had to be someone who's bold, who's willing to <laughs> take a risk, take a step of faith and Amen. stream something. And, Don, you and I both know. People will find you when the anointing is on your life. People from other nations will find you, reach out to you. And I mean, we've done crusades in Pakistan and India and stuff via Zoom and via Skype, seeing people get saved, filled with the Holy Spirit. That's healed. so wonderful. And that kind of leads into my next question with with technology so heavily present in the church. Can this be good or bad in regards to discipleship? What is what's the role of technology? And you and I have talked a lot about how the landscape of the church is changing and how the Lord is using technology. Like, what do you think technology can do in regards to discipleship? Like, like tell us like kind of vision cast with us a little bit. What does that look like to you? Well, it looks to me like Christians right now, Don, we're in the middle of a technological reformation and the church world, God, God bless them. Too many Christians tried to, push it to the side and say, nope, that's not for us. 
Now we, we need personal connection. We need personal community. We need, we need some type of covering. And I, I, I'm apostolically aligned. I believe once I became apostolically aligned with harvest here, uh, the favor of God hit my ministry. And, and again, that was about right before COVID March of 2020 and the favor of God hit my ministry because of apostolic alignment. But we're in the middle of, of a reformation. We're in the middle of a huge shaking and global shift and a reset. Now, I don't want to go down the rabbit hole, but Christians need to speak the truth and rise up in every section of society. There are false narratives out there. We need to speak up against prophetically. We need to stand up for our kids. And when it comes to technology, we need to stop setting it aside or, dare I say, demonizing it, but we should embrace it. But, Don, if, if we have the same Holy Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead that lives in us, if we have the same Holy Spirit that was present at creation in Genesis 1, 1, 1, 2, we should tap into the creativity of the Holy Spirit, and we should be the ones inventing new technologies. We should be the ones expanding new technologies. We should plant churches in the metaverse. We should uh, offer services via Zoom and Skype and, and phone calls and FaceTimes, but also have a, a, a base, a, a headquarters, if you will, that, that we're part of, a community of faith, whatever that looks like, whether it's a tr traditional church building or a home, but it's a gathering of, I'm not saying church now, so let me change my terminology, ecclesia. Ecclesia wow. is called out ones. Yes. We, you know, we, we can't keep it contained between our four walls, whether it's in our living rooms or our church buildings. We need to be ecclesia called out one. So we get an encounter with the Holy Spirit right where we are in the ecclesia and the gathering of people. And then we go out and change society wherever we have to go. So technology should be embraced by us. Now, sure, there are bad technologies, you know, so we, we have to use discernment, discerning of spirits. But there's a huge harvest that is ready now to come to Christ. And they're looking at us, Don. They're looking at you and me to reach out to them, show them love of Jesus, you know, show them miracle signs and wonders, and encourage them to encounter Jesus for themselves in prayer closet, and then be aligned in a community, an ecclesia of faith. Wow, brother. I'm encouraged. I'm, I'm, I don't know about everybody else that's listening, but I've got goosebumps. And uh, this this is my brother, Jared. He's he's like I said, he's a man after God's own heart. He's put the time in. He's put the work in. He's sought after the Lord. He's uh, being used by the Holy Spirit in a mighty way. And Jared, uh, while while I, I know your hands probably on fire right now, um, <laughs> if yeah. I know my brother is probably on fire. So, Jared, if you would, just take these last minute or two, and if you would, uh, pray over those that are in leadership positions and those that are in servant leader positions that are discipling others, if you don't mind. Oh, I'd love to. It's an honor. Thank you, Don. Precious, marvelous, wonderful Holy Spirit, fill every person right now, the leaders, listeners, in Jesus' name. Right now, may you fill them up from head to toe with your power, your love, your grace. May they draw near to you in Jesus' name. I want to encourage all of them to meditate on Jesus in Revelation chapter 1 and, and in Revelation chapter 4. Meditate on Jesus and see Jesus high and lifted up. 
Jesus is in the center of heaven. All activity, all worship, he's in the center of all of it. So Jesus needs to be in the center of your life. If there's anyone right now who is discouraged and questioning their call, may the Holy Spirit touch them now, encourage them. May the fire of the Holy Spirit fill their bones in Jesus' name, re-energizing them, re-anointing them, and may they step into the gifts and call on their life in Jesus' name. And if anybody needs healing right now in Jesus' name, whether it's a right shoulder injury, whether it's a left ankle, whether it's lupus, in Jesus' name, bring healing to their bodies. We command their bodies healed and whole. And may they speak forth and testify what Jesus has done through this amazing podcast with my friend Don. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen, amen. That's just wonderful, Jared. I, I, I appreciate it so much, uh, you taking time out to speak with us today. Um, it's been such a wonderful time. Um, good luck out there in California, uh, in L.A., I believe you said, uh, at the Harvest International Conference. And, uh, Jared, we look forward to talking to you again. Is there anything else that you'd like anybody else to know? Maybe uh, plug your show one more time and, and give us a website. Yeah, certainly. My pleasure. It was an honor to be on this program, Don. I'm excited that you're rocking it, man, rocking it for Jesus. And I always said that at the beginning, but people could download this podcast with Don Nash right now in Jesus' name and then share it with their friends. Text it to anybody and everybody you know who could benefit from Don's podcast. And also check out mine, Adventures in the Spirit with Jared Lasky. It's on Apple, Spotify, Google, the Charisma Podcast Networks. It's on YouTube. Uh, and just... You know, be blessed and be activated while you listen into those. Uh, I've interviewed some amazing people throughout the diverse body of Christ. And then check out our website, firebornministries.com. It is currently being redeveloped, uh, but, you know, in the next few weeks, we'll be rolling out a new website with that. But there's e-courses and other resources as well for people to draw near to the Holy Spirit. God bless, Jared. Thank you so much. We we appreciate it. And I just can't thank you enough and, and hope to have you back soon. Okay. Yes, sir. Love you. Love you, Don. Love you, brother. Fun. Thank you so much for listening to Discipleship 101, Testimonies from the Church Pew. If you like the show, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Please contact us at discipleship101 at protonmail.com with your testimony if you would like to be on a future program or if you have any comments. Thank you for listening to today's program.